Hello everyone, Justin Vicola here. You're listening to the Stoic Philosophy Podcast, Practical Wisdom for Everyday Life. Today's episode includes a presentation I gave for my master's level, Principles and Practices of Clinical Mental Health Counseling class at Marywood University. Here's the abstract from my paper, which is linked in the show notes. I describe an intervention tailored to elementary school students, which can especially benefit a population within a school-based behavioral health program. Themes discussed in the writings of Stoic philosophers from ancient Greece and Rome, such as gratitude discussed in this paper, can help students better cope with everyday stressors and cultivate a psychologically healthy mindset. A vast body of literature shows a positive correlation between feelings of gratitude and human flourishing. Visit my website at justinvacula.com, where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, or Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon or by making a PayPal donation. See the donate tab on my website. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to support my work. I really appreciate your support and feedback, which helps me grow my audience and keeps this project going. Find links to support and connect with me in the show notes. Now, on to my presentation. I hope to implement a gratitude intervention dealing with students in a elementary school setting and a school-based behavioral health program. And let's get started. I'm going to draw upon Stoic philosophy, which offers a value or virtues-based mindset coming from ancient Greece and Rome, which has been undergoing a modern revival. There is a street understanding or a lay understanding of Stoic philosophy as a person who's detached from emotion, a person who just has this uh, grim face and is just not affected by the ups and downs of life. Uh, Maybe um, a type of Spock character from Star Trek, but this is an incorrect understanding of the philosophy. It's more of being aware of emotions, being aware of what's going on in the world, having a mindset of resilience, gratitude, as is a big focus in the writings, and acceptance about the world. The writers see life as a very turbulent thing, that things will happen to us that are outside of our control, and we're going to face this. They talk of life not as a dance or an easy affair, but rather as a campaign, a warfare, a journey something that can be quite chaotic. Drawing some ideas from this philosophy from some writers such as Seneca, Epictetus, and Marcus Aurelius can really help us in the modern day, especially when people might not have a philosophy of life or a system to fall back on, maybe given some disillusionment, maybe they've grown up in some sort of religious tradition and have fallen away from it, or have come to question it, or just want to look for a framework to work from. Maybe picking the better aspects of it, the things that apply to them. Albert Ellis and Aaron Beck credit Stoic philosophy a lot in the formation of REBT and CBT. We see some themes here, overcoming adversity, acceptance I've already talked about, a case for moderation and contentment. I think many of these themes can be explored in interventions with students or really any age group. Uh, An activity facilitator can pick one topic and go with that for an activity, but for purposes of this presentation and this intervention, I'm going to talk about gratitude. So what is an agency that has or can use this intervention? I found a school-based behavioral health program in the area that has a dedicated room in a school district. The room consists of a lot of desks, laptops, some supplies, classroom materials where students can take breaks, where students have individual therapy sessions that are pretty short. The team includes people from the school district, guidance counselors, superintendent, principal sits in on some of these meetings. They talk about students, talk about cases. The students are referred to the program. It's a really good resource for the students, something that I certainly haven't seen when I was in elementary school. These seem to be more common nowadays. The weekly meetings discuss the caseload, which is around 25 to 30 students, students who are coming into 
the program. They think of how can we help these students, how can we reach these students who are dealing with some behavioral issues, have experienced some trauma in the past, maybe a turbulent home life, stressors in school. An intervention, we can select a topic like gratitude. We can explore the idea, ask the students, what do you think gratitude is? And this should inspire some discussion, as depending on the age, a student may or may not know. We could talk about this, and they could talk about things that they're grateful for. They can ask questions. They can have examples the activity facilitator can provide, especially around the time of Thanksgiving. This can be a fitting topic to talk about. What are you thankful for? Maybe they won't know the word gratitude, depending on their age, on their comprehension. But gratitude, I think, is an accessible concept that students can talk about. We can ask why gratitude could be important. How can this be a benefit for us? Students can recognize the positives that are going on in their life. Maybe writing on a chalkboard, using a smart board, a dry erase board. The students can actually list and see a list of other things people provide as people can have an attitude focused on the negative. This is particularly with individuals diagnosed with depression or having depressive symptoms in that there is a, a bias toward the negative. This is going wrong, life is terrible, it's catastrophizing as CBT might put it. So if the students actually see a list, they hear from other students, maybe they haven't considered some elements of their life which are going really well, a sense of gratitude can really help them cope with a lot of the stressors in school. I'll get into some of the research findings. We can explore some quotes from Stoic philosophy. Marcus Aurelius encourages us to revere that which is the best in ourselves. So we can focus on our strengths, what we're good at, and apply those. Maybe some students will really like math class. They can focus on that. Well, you're really good at math. Look at your report card. Look at this test. This is great. Well, you might struggle a little bit in science, but that's okay. We can't be the best at everything. But we can certainly take an attitude of having some strengths. And we can see some setback as an opportunity to grow, to change, to learn, to progress. Have an attitude of humility, which is also encouraged in Stoic texts. We can talk about strategies, asking for help, having a sense of wonder, of wanting to learn, and be grateful for that, that we're not just stuck. We can't, we're not just a failure because we didn't do so well on this test or we don't understand this concept. That we can be grateful for. A uh, quote from Seneca here, many men fail to count up how manifold their gains have been, how great their rejoicings. Again, there's a tendency for people to focus on the negative, we can talk about the past. What has gone really well in the past? Well, maybe things aren't going so well right now, but look at these great things that have happened. We're not so distant from that and that these memories live on. We've seen progress in the past. Perhaps that can happen in the future, too. These, these quotes can give a lot of time for discussion. Another quote here from Seneca. Do you ask what it is that makes us forget benefits received? It is our extreme greed for receiving others. We consider not what we have obtained, but what we are to seek. Maybe students' expectations can be really high. One student I had talked to mentioned about wanting to see their mother, spend more time with their mother. And what does that mean? We can look at that. Well, how much time do you expect to spend? If it's so much, is that realistic? Can we really meet that? Or maybe we can have a goal that's a little bit lower than that, maybe a few hours each day, um, some time on the weekend, an event, if the expectations are really high and aren't met, we can often feel angry about that. So to really question our expectations and what we have, be grateful again for the things that are going well in our lives and look for that as a strength. Some other ideas 
that we can have an intervention outside of discussion, writing on board, the students can maintain a gratitude journal. Maybe in the first session, students can write an entry about what they're grateful for today, something they found in the past that's good, something they're looking forward to in the future. The students can maintain a gratitude journal outside of sessions as homework. Maybe it can be a morning activity, something they can do at lunch, maybe a time when they're feeling a little bit down. Maybe they can look back at the journal and reflect on what's gone well to remember that, yes, there are some things in your life which are pretty good. This is something we can look forward to. This is something we can cherish. Writing thank you notes is another idea. Students can express thanks to other people and recognize that, yes, they do have social supports. There is someone that they can talk to, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a peer, a family member, a guardian. Writing thank you notes can really help them cultivate this attitude of gratitude. Writing letters can be a good thing. Maybe wanting to meet with a peer, family member, or just explore what they're thinking at the moment and see some positives in those letters rather than, again, this focus on the negative, expectations being really high. The students can rehearse expressions of verbal thanks. This was something in the literature where maybe students haven't expressed that niceness or kindness or appreciation for other people. A student that I had worked with was talking about planning for Thanksgiving and talking about why he wanted certain people at Thanksgiving and why he was so happy that he had them. And th there seemed to be the sense of wonder and happiness within him that he has these family members to reach to. I think this was a good inter a mini intervention that I integrated into a session. Perhaps we can think of that ourselves. That, well, maybe things aren't going socially well in some realms, but yet we still have these people who are supportive for us talking about expectations as well. Well, everyone won't be our friends. We won't always get along with everyone. But we do have people that we can look to for support, especially when the going gets tough. What might success look like in this intervention? Well, the students can explain gratitude. If they can have a concept of this, a definition, some examples, some reasons why they're grateful, this can be a measure of success in the intervention. There are also some assessments that I've found when looking through articles. There is a gratitude questionnaire six-item form which is actually pretty good for this age group as it's six questions, they're understandable, and they can be tailored to the age of the students in the program as the vocabulary might be a little bit higher. But it has a Likert scale, so it's ranging from, I believe, one through five, and the students can rate how they're feeling, the sense of gratitude, there are specific questions in there about how they're seeing things. And we can look maybe before, throughout, and after these interventions, they can rate themselves. And we can see if there's progress in those ratings. They can become more aware of the things that are going well for them. There's empirical support in the literature and that gratitude is linked to optimism, life satisfaction, hope, a sense of spirituality and religiousness, which doesn't have to be based in the supernatural, forgiveness, empathy, pro-social behavior, positive emotions, increased motivation, a willingness to exercise, reduced envy, and fewer materialistic desires. Here, the sense of envy can go along with the expectations being reduced that we don't feel maybe as jealous or lacking in things that other people have if we can be more content with our own lives and the things that are going well. Uh, fewer materialistic desires is an interesting one as well where th this desire can really go on and on and on. I want this, I want that, I want that. People can never be satisfied. But if we can say, oh, well, actually, life is going pretty decent right now, and that's okay. Maybe we can want a little bit more, but temper that desire and have more moderation rather than being in the extreme. And appreciating 
other people and telling them about that with these verbal expressions of thanks, these thank you notes, perhaps others will respond in kind, and this will be that sense of pro-social behavior. Self-control and patience, better decision-making seems to come along with gratitude. One thing I found in the journal articles was interesting and in that there was an experiment of delayed gratification in that the people could take this money now or they can wait a few months and get more money just because they waited. It seems that people who scored with more gratitude were able to wait and make those better decisions, going for the longer-term picture rather than the shorter-term gratification. With increased gratitude comes reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression. Again, more focus on the positive, more contentment. This can be beneficial to the students and others as well. Fewer unhealthy coping behaviors, less self-deprecation. Kindness, support, and compassion to self comes with gratitude. Feelings of being loved, cared for, being valued, and increased self-esteem. Visit my website at justinvacula.com where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, or Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon or by making a PayPal donation. See the donate tab on my website. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review. I really appreciate your support and feedback, which helps me grow my audience and keeps this project going. You've been listening to the Stoic Philosophy Podcast, practical wisdom for everyday life. Have a great day and stay tuned for more content.